Welcome back to Fantasy Island. I'm Sweet T, your ringleader for today. With me, as always, is Bombo, the tinfoil hat, conspiracy theorist extraordinaire. This guy's a, kind of a, a fantasy savant. Love sitting next to this guy and, and, and uh, going back and forth with him. So, Bombo, hopefully you're filling in the groove today because we're going to be covering our midseason overachievers. So without any further ado, let's go ahead and get into our quarterbacks. And number one on this list is kind of shocking, but not really, because we kind of called him out. Remember, King was calling this guy out early in the season before preseason, and guys were just like, what, what, what? But this is Sam Howell of Washington. Sam Howell is having himself a year. Now, that's not translating into W's, but when it comes to fantasy, he's having himself a pretty good year. He's solid. He's number five in fantasy PPR points. He's got 2,783 yards, and he's got 17 tutties on the season. Not to mention, he can get it done on the ground. He doesn't run a lot, but when he has to, he can get it done on the ground too. So I like me some Sam Howell, but what do you think? First off, shout out to anyone that had a quarterback go down early who picked up Sam Howell off the waiver wire. I think that's probably the reason why your season is still alive. And T, I'm going to go out and throw the coconuts out there and say, I don't mean to, to bash Justin Herbert, but the drop-off between Sam Howell and Justin Herbert is not that far uh, that people like to make it seem like. Sam Howell is in a same type of situation where the offense is asked to throw the ball 50 times a game. He's just a little bit more efficient, undersized. But honestly, Sam Howell is the NFC East Justin Herbert. This guy is just a cannon all over the field throwing it to weapons. Like he's making these guys weapons because I know that King said earlier in the year that having Jahan Dotson, Curtis Samuel, Terry McLaurin is the benefit for Sam Howell. Honestly, I think Sam Howell is the benefit to those guys because his his arm and his ability to gunsling is what's making those guys shine. You know what? I'm just going to say this. There's only three fantasy points between Herbert and Sam Howell. That's it. Herbert is three points ahead of him. I need to see that. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't even have to that's, see that. And just that's be like, what yeah. I know you I've didn't been saying see that. all year. Like Sam Howell should be getting that love. I know that you didn't see that. That's why I had to throw mm -hmm. that out there because you were more right than you realized. <laughs> all right. So, okay, let's, let's keep this, let's keep this rolling and let's go into our number two overachiever of the year. I'm going to be the first one to say, you know what? I took pop shots at this guy. I'm not a fan of his. I'm not a fan of him as a person, how he operates, how he conducts himself, but I can't deny the fact that he has overachieved so far this year, and that is Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield, you and I both said this. I think you were the first one to say it on air, but you said this guy probably won't even be the starter on this team. Not only has he been the starter, but he's made them respectable in a season that everybody has said has been throwaway, that it just wasn't going to happen for him. So far on the season, he is number 16 in fantasy PPR. He has over 2,000 yards passing. He's got 2143. He's got 14 tutties. He's got 149 fantasy points overall. That's not bad. When you think about it, it's not bad. That is respectable. He's in the middle of the pack. He's right above Joe Burrow. He's right there, right just a tick below Kirkland Cousins before he got hurt. He's above Trevor Lawrence. He's above Derek Carr. He's above some decent quarterbacks that has gotten a lot of love over the, the past few years in fantasy. So he surprised the hell out of me. 
Bombo, you, you can make fun of me all you want. You can throw me under the bus because I put my coconuts out there. But I don't know, man. I got I, I got I to give him his flowers uh, and his due. I'm going to go with the domino effect of wrongness. So I told everyone on the island, don't invest in Mike Evans. I told everyone that Rashad White was going to take a hit because of Baker Mayfield and that Baker Mayfield was probably not even going to start. The reason why all those guys are balling right now is because of Baker Mayfield. The team may not be doing that well, but they're doing a lot better than a lot of us thought they'd be doing. And I'm going to throw it out there like this, T. I'm a Raider fan, so I'm not one to talk about a horrible fan base. But if you're a Browns fan, are you kicking yourself in the ass right now by wanting Baker Mayfield off of the team and hyped to get Deshaun Watson, knowing that right now if Baker Mayfield was the starting quarterback for the Browns, they'd be in a lot better position than they are right now. You know what? You just kind of reignited a war between Browns fans because there was a lot of people that were also at the same time pissed that he was kind of tossed away that the, the way that the Browns did it. Yeah. So, yeah. All right. And number three on this list, you and I just talked about him in another segment a little bit. We touched on him just slightly, and that is C.J. Stroud. C.J. Stroud makes this list as an overachiever, not because we don't think that he could do this, but just from the mere fact that, guys, he's a rookie. Remember, he's probably having the best rookie quarterback season in modern quarterback history. This guy is just balling out right now. He's got 2,626 yards. He's got 15 tutties and 176 fantasy points. That's impressive. That is just utterly impressive for a rookie on a team that has historically just been dog crap. Let's just... Come on, let's just put it, put it out there and say how it is. Bombo, are you as impressed as I am with this kid? I'm, I'm looking forward to C.J. Stroud being a top 10 fantasy quarterback for the Houston Texans or whatever team he's on um, for the foreseeable future. He's got the arm. He's got the work ethic, honestly. He's the reason why Nico Collins is balling out, I think, and Tank Dell. These guys might not even be doing as well on other teams. It's just that C.J. Stroud has not seen a throw that he does not like. He's going to make all the throws, and I take it back to the Browns fans. Kick yourselves in the ass right now because C.J. Stroud is on the Texans because they went all in on Deshaun Watson. The only difference is C.J. Stroud is balling out, and you don't have to worry about him wiggling his dick at some masseuse or being utterly just trashed from the knees up and take another L Browns fan. CJ Stroud is here to stay. And like you and I were saying, shout out to the Texans for going with D'Amico Ryans as a coach. He's really got them playing. And if you blink too fast, you might miss the Texans making the playoffs. And here's the conspiracy theory. Here's the script. Browns versus Texans in the first round of the playoffs. CJ Stroud goes into Cleveland and shows everybody what they could have had. All right, let me get my tinfoil hat on right there, Bombo. <laughs> All right, so let's go ahead and go into our running backs. Number one on this running back list as an overachiever thus far this year is Brian Robinson Jr. Brian Robinson Jr. of Washington is having him a pretty damn good year. He's got 485 yards on the ground. He does have two fumbles, so that's a little concerning. But he's also got five tutties. So he's having himself a good year. He doesn't really catch out of the backfield that much, 
but he's got 256 yards receiving for not getting a lot of targets out of the backfield. Now, this is a surprise for me. I knew that Brian Robinson Jr. was talented. You and I have talked about him in the past, but we did not expect him to be a top 10 running back in this league for fantasy thus far. I don't know about you, but to me, that's very worthy of an overachiever so far this year. 100%. Number one thing that's working in Brian Robinson's favor is he's catching passes out of the backfield now. Going into this year, we thought that he was going to be a part of a committee with Antonio Gibson. Uh, but really, it's just he's been a workhorse. And if you have a workhorse, even if you're not on a talented team or you don't think the guy's talented, anybody that's getting that many touches should be within your top 15 running backs. Brian Robinson right now is flourishing right now in that enemy offense as the go-to back. And shout out to anybody that either made a move for Brian Robinson or got him really cheap in the draft because he is he's performing right now. Overachieving, though. For sure, 100%. All right, that leads us into number two on this list. Number two on this list, listen, he's not in the top 10, but he is definitely overachieving, not because he's not talented, but because he could never really stay healthy and he never had those big seasons that everybody expected to, and that is DeAndre Swift. DeAndre Swift, when he was with Detroit, he had the talent. When he was in the lineup, he was balling, but at the same time, that was very few and far between. Then. Fast forward, he goes from one good, solid O-line to an amazing O-line. He wasn't even the starter on this team. He was left for dead. They just didn't even want to even incorporate him. And now all of a sudden, because of, I guess, some luck with some guys going down, whatever you want to call it, he was able to showcase his talents. And now this guy is balling for them. He is overachieving in the sense of they didn't even want him as the number one featured back and now he is 614 yards on the season three tutties he's got 166 yards receiving and one tutty receiving he's got 130 fantasy points on the year so far he's having himself a really solid year and overachieving bombo what do you think you hit it all on the head we thought he was just going to be part of the committee he was going to be the change of pace back or the pass catching back uh in a Committee with Rashad Penny, with Kenneth Gainwell sprinkled in there. First game of the year, DeAndre Swift gets no run. Kenneth Gainwell gets the start. Everyone here on the island thought Kenneth Gainwell was the guy to have. Then he gets injured. And then next thing you know, DeAndre Swift makes the most out of his opportunities. I'm going to even take it even further. If you have the assets, try to acquire DeAndre Swift by your trade deadline because I see him being a top five back uh, by the end of the season. Wow, you heard it here first, guys. All right, in our last back on this overachiever list, Bombo, this might come as a surprise to some. It may not, but to you and I, we just we talked about this, and I, I'm going to tell you right now, this guy, I, it's it's kind of a surprise. It's an overachieve, and that's Alvin Kamara of the Saints. Now, Alvin Kamara, you know, he was expected to be this top back. He, you know, he had flashes, but he hasn't really been that guy he really hasn't put together those seasons fantasy wise that everybody drafted him to do and this year he wasn't supposed to be even their starting running back and now Kamara's like you know what let me show you what i can do for whatever reason he just he woke up he's got 388 yards two tutties but he's also this is where he separates himself from all the other backs on this list 
He has 305 yards receiving and a tutty. He has 50 catches receiving out of the backfield. Because why? Derek Carr. The way they run that offense and what Derek Carr does. And that is the game changer. And that is what Kamara is known for and what he can do. And he's really surprised a lot of people. And it shows that's why he's on this list. What do you think, Bombo? Yeah, for Kamara, it, especially for anyone that has any stock in Kamara and fantasy, it's the perfect storm. You have Kamara coming back off of a four-week vacation, right? So he's already, a, hard to believe, he's an aging player on this offense. Yeah, so he gets that break, comes in with fresh legs at the exact same time that Derek Carr is dealing with a shoulder injury. So Derek Carr is not going to be pushing the ball downfield. What does that mean? Checkdowns. And for the Saints, that's checkdowns to your best offensive weapon. The reason why he's balling out like that, really simple. No need to overcomplicate it. He's getting those checkdowns and making the most of it. He's made a career out of doing that. And I mean, like I said, I don't know if the Saints are going to the playoffs or if they're going to be winning real football games, but in this offense, for what he's worth, Alvin Kamara is the engine that's making this offense go fantasy-wise. No doubt, no doubt. All right, let's get into our receivers. Number one overachieving receiver on this list, Bombo. It comes as no surprise to any of us. Actually, the fact that he was doing what he's doing this season so far on such a bad team period, has been a surprise, and that's Adam Thielen of Carolina Panthers. Adam Thielen's quietly having himself a pretty damn good year receiving. He's number eight in fantasy points and receivers, 152 yards, four touchdowns. He's got 159 fantasy points. That's good enough for number eight, just behind Amon Rossay Brown. I mean, that's pretty damn impressive. Yeah. So... I don't know. I I don't know what I can say about this guy other than the fact that everybody left him for dead. Minnesota pretty much tossed him away. He is considered an aging receiver, but he has now become the little security blanket over there in Carolina. And it shows. It just, it shows that he is the only thing that they have on offensive right now. So what do you think, Bombo? So Adam Thielen was the first Cooper Cup. So not a fast guy, not taking the top off the defense, just a crisp route runner that knows how to get separation and gets to the ball right when he and the ball meet at that point where nobody else can catch it at the right time in full stride. All he's done is take that to Carolina and help out Bryce Young. His future may not be in Carolina as the number one as they try to probably see what else they have. But as the old man in the room, he's just getting it done. And it's crazy to think that he wouldn't. Like when you start to think about it, it's crazy to think that Adam Thielen was going to get to Carolina and just fall off because he was going to take a downgrade at quarterback. Adam Thielen was catching passes from Kirk Cousins and Case Keenum. Like those are, to me, and we've said it on that, those guys aren't world beaters with their arm. He just does what's right at the wide receiver position and that'll always get rewarded. Adam Thielen being a top eight fantasy option though is crazy. And I'm happy for him. And I'm happy for owners that were able to Get him in the 12th or 13th round, and now he's never left your uh, lineup. It's a come up, huge come up. Let's face it, in some leagues, he was probably picked up off of the waiver wire. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right, so next wide receiver, overachiever of the year, and it's not because he doesn't have talent. It's not because we don't think that he can do this, but it's because of the fact that he is a rookie. 
I want everybody to realize Puka Nakua of the Los Angeles Rams is a rookie. He was drafted in the fifth round, 177th overall. Let that sink in, guys. 177th overall, fifth round. And right now, he is the number 10 receiver in the league in fantasy points. He's got 827 yards receiving. He's got two tutties and 159 fantasy points. This guy has come out of nowhere when it comes to most fantasy relevant, just anything. Yet, we will say, and we're going to be stroking our own you-know-what when we say that you heard it here first. Fantasy Island called it out. We called out Puka Nakua saying this preseason, saying this early as a must-get off of your waiver wire if he is there available because he shouldn't be. And what happens? Bombo, he's number 10 right now. And I'm going to give you all that credit. I'm going to throw it towards you because you were calling him out from day one. So the stage is all yours. Go ahead and talk about it. Brag all you want. Well, we've already gone through a lot of that in some different episodes. But when it comes down to it, it's just so people know what to look for um, going forward and how they're going to be able to find another Puka. I just saw no footage of Puka in preseason like in camp and anything like that i saw no footage of puka catching passes from the backup quarterback he was catching passes from stafford in camp so he's not working he was not working with the threes he was not working with the scout team and then when you look at all the things that are said that knock puka so it was like oh the quarterback situation is real iffy well you know what stafford is the number 21 quarterback on fantasy but yet puka and Cooper Cup remain in the top 10 in wide receivers. So quarterback isn't the issue. Oh, Cooper Cup is going to come back and that's going to eat into him getting his catches and his numbers. Well, Cooper Cup came back and both of them just started balling. And then the other thing is, well, eventually people are going to figure him out and they're going to be able to, to, to shut him down. But honestly, possession receivers can't really get shut down because they're going to be getting the targets no matter what. So all of these things to try to discount or discredit what he's done just don't seem to be working. So take all that, throw it out the window, and do what me, T, and anybody else that has stock in Puka does. Just put them in your lineup and don't worry about it. Racket. Love it. All Racket. right. The last one on the wide receiver list. I'm going to try to sum this up really quick. Now, Bombo, I know you as a Raider fan are going to just try to slam me for this one because he shouldn't be on this list as an overachiever but it's not because of lack of talent. Devontae Adams. Devontae Adams on the Raiders, to me, with this horrible offense, with this horrible ownership, with this horrible freaking coaching situation, all of a sudden, this guy, he's been vaulted into a bad situation. He went from Green Bay to the Raiders, and it has been a shit show over there for him. Yet, all of that being said, Devontae Adams has persevered for the most part, he is no longer a number one or number two in fantasy as we didn't expect him to be. And then with all of the craziness in the Raiders this year, he has still managed to be number 14 overall in fantasy with 149 fantasy points. He's got 659 yards receiving and three tutties. 
that's not all world for Devontae Adams, but for him just to be able to be in the top 15 in a situation that is really bad, I felt he needed to be on that list. But I know that you have a little bit of a spin on it. So, Bombo, I'm going to give you the floor. Yeah, first I was wondering if we should be adding him to overachievers because he was taken within the first three rounds. He's an unquestioned, uh, you know, dominant wide receiver. But on the island, we like to talk about guys who are quarterback proof, and we didn't even know if Devontae Adams was quarterback proof. We had seen him catch passes from Aaron Rodgers. Then we saw him catch passes from Derek Carr. When Derek Carr got benched at the end of the year for Jared Stidham, I believe he went for a big game, but that's because Stidham came in and just ran the same plays that were going to go for Carr anyways, and which was force-feeding Adams, so he balled out. But coming into this year, as a Raider fan, I almost felt sorry for Devontae Adams because he was going to have to catch passes from Jimmy G. And if something happened to Jimmy G, it was going to be a quarterback that looks like he works at Walmart. And if something happens to him, he's going to have to catch passes from Brian Hoyer. He's had to catch passes from all of them, plus his coach get fired. He did have a hand in that coach getting fired, though, by the way. Um, And it seems like everybody rallied around the frustrations of Devontae Adams in that offense. And here's the good part and why I'm going to say it's good that you put him on this list. Kind of like a Garrett Wilson situation where the quarterback going down is going to make this guy's value just tank, but they're going to make the most of it. It's the exact same thing with Devontae Adams. The difference is I think Devontae Adams blow up starts now going forward as the rookie quarterback gets more accustomed. And as this coach decides, I ain't got anything to lose. Let's just air it out. So I think the Devontae Adams blow up games are going to happen for all of those savvy and patient fantasy owners, and it's going to happen during the playoffs. Well, for those fantasy owners that have him and those Raider fans out there, I really do hope so. I really, really do. I see the the team itself just kind of breathe some life back into them. They're playing loose. They're happy again. So I don't know. We'll see. We'll see if that makes a big difference, but the fact that Devontae overcame and did what he's done, uh, you know, and at least top 15 right now is to me, it, it's still worthy of being on this list. Mm-hmm. All right, guys. So that's going to go ahead and wrap us up for our midseason overachievers. And uh, hopefully you guys enjoyed this wild ride with us. Hopefully you agreed. If you did, let us know. Comment. If you didn't agree, if you thought we were full of shit, go ahead and comment too. Because you know what? We're going to fire it right back at you. You think you can do better? You think you can, you can uh, you know, come up with different names on this list and give us a good reason? I want to hear about it. Bombo wants to hear about it. We want to know. But get ready for the rebuttal because you know it's going to happen. All right. With all that said, for Bombo, I'm Sweet Tea, and we are out.